This is Celebration Church, but it's more than just a building or a church. We have a calling to be a place where people can find a relationship with God instead of religion. A place where freedom is found and acceptance given, and every person can discover their purpose and experience the kind of fulfillment only God can give. Together we will raise, lead, and empower a generation to change the world. Here, Jesus is famous, and all the glory goes to God. This is celebration. This is our family. Welcome home. Good morning. Welcome to Celebration Church. Let's all stand together as our campuses join with us in Appleton and Stevens Point, as well as all the people all over the world watching us online on the internet. Let's recite together the Apostles' Creed. This is our statement of faith. This is who we are and what we believe at Celebration Church. We believe in God, the Father Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who for us and for our salvation was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the fellowship of believers, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Good to have you with us this morning. Good to be back here in the lovely state of Wisconsin. After traversing the world from Africa to Bulgaria to the Czech Republic and now back home. While I was gone, they turned this into a discotheque. <laughs> I thought it was a new version of Hollywood Squares. You know, it actually looks really cool. These guys do a great job here. And I think it looks really neat. Anyway, uh, for those who, who don't know, when I was in Africa, I got a case of Bell's palsy, which is when half your face just freezes and roots and you feel really weird it was freaking me out I know what the heck was going on but uh, uh, God has been gracious and I've been recovering very very quickly at first I was walking around with a patch over my eye I looked like a drunken pirate and, and then that came off and then I just looked like a drunk and then uh, and I'm doing better so it's all coming together appreciate your prayers uh, as you notice no matter what happens to me I still can't shut up so uh, <laughs> somebody Good friend of mine said, so you're going to cancel your, all your speaking for the next three months? I said, you crazy? I can't quit talking. So uh, it's, it's all good. It's, uh, <laughs> I was talking to one of the guys in the early service. It reminds me of the movie uh, Elephant Man. I'm not an animal, you know. But uh, so if, if you think I sound like an animal, I'm not. I'm just working through it. It's all going to be good. My wife thinks I look sexy. Look, <laughs> half smile. Somebody said in the first service, oh, I thought you were flirting at me. No, this is my face. I don't know. <laughs> this morning, reading from uh, Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament. This is written by Solomon, King Solomon. He says, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal, 
a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent, uh, something I'm not familiar with, and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Some of you old hippies will remember this. It was put in a song by the birds. I think it was the late 60s. To everything, turn, turn, turn. And he starts singing the words from, from this. And uh, somebody said, wow, they got that from the song. No, no, the song got that from this. It's <laughs> been around a little longer than the birds. All right. Uh, one thing is clear as, as we read this this morning is uh, things in life change. And there are seasons for everything. And if you really want to succeed in life, it's best to be prepared to handle the seasons because they change, and sometimes dramatically, sometimes very slowly, but they change nonetheless. Those who adapt to the changes succeed. Those who do not find themselves in a great bit of turmoil. It starts early on as children. You're kind of not really too much aware of much of anything, but then you turn into a teenager and life changes, and you start to change, and now you're in high school, and things get more serious, and those girls who gave you the creeps two years ago, now you're walking around in the hypnotic state, staring at them, there's something different, what happened, something has changed, you're turning into an adult, and everything starts to change, responsibilities start to come, and uh, it can be challenging, then, of course, the next, after high school, what am I going to do with my life? And now life gets really serious. And am I going to go to college? Am I going to do tech school? Am I going to do whatever? Uh, here at Celebration Church, we have a program called Transition One. It's a, it's a gap year program where we encourage people. I mean, obviously, you can do whatever you want. But my advice, my best advice to you, slow down. Take one year of your life. Put first the kingdom of God in your life. It'll make a dramatic difference for all the other seasons you're about to encounter. You think you're not even aware of them. Life is hard. It's really hard. Prepare for that. Take that year and, and, and get a chance to really grow in your faith and learn life skills that you're going to need for the rest of your life. They used to teach these things in school. They don't anymore. Uh, but we, that's why we have this gap year program. But you got to make these decisions. Now decisions are coming on. Uh, many will soon uh, consider marriage. And, uh, and then life changes. You know, you're dealing with another human being. And you have the most important debates of your life. Like, how do you handle a tube with toothpaste? <laughs> you don't squeeze it from the middle, for heaven's sakes. And, uh, and then there's a debate about how the, the toilet paper roll should go. <laughs> by the way, it should go this way where it comes down the front and hangs down the front. Not, not down the back. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I can actually document this. It, uh, we looked it up. Uh, the patent for toilet paper showed it going that way. So uh, this is the way it's supposed to go. Jimmy Bratcher and I have this ongoing feud whenever we're staying someplace that he goes through the entire house and turns the toilet paper around so it's coming down that way. 
and, and then when he's not looking, I turn around and, and switch them all again. And uh, it's kind of a sick little game that we play, but uh, because we, we have no life. Anyway, so that's what you do. The older you get, pretty soon it's all back to toilet paper. Uh, we used to do this in high school, throwing toilet paper. Now we deal with the roll. So anyway, uh, and then marriage, you know, it's, it's challenging getting to know someone. And, and, you know, you girls, you know, are convinced that some man is going to fill your life with joy. <laughs> then you find out he irritates you to no end. You know, life, it's challenging. Different seasons. You know, then when you think you've got everything worked out, along come babies. You think you've got peace now? <laughs> Throw out the peace because the babies come. And they yell and they scream and, and they put out stuff that you didn't think a human being could put out. It's like, oh, dude, man, just nasty. And, and, and they can be very trying. You know, it's great that they're cute, really. I mean, God knew what he was doing, making babies really, really cute. Otherwise, you'd be tempted to leave them at Walmart, you know, because they, they can, you know, the demand is not ending, right? Just constant. Rah, rah, rah. You don't even know why they're yelling. And you're yelling at them for yelling, which apparently doesn't help. And uh, uh, it can be hard. And they, they turn into children and, you know, and all the changes that you're going through there. And now you're uh, dealing with toddlers and two-year-olds and <laughs> three-year-olds and all the joy of all of that. You know, one of the first words children learn amazingly is no. No matter what you tell them, no, no. And you just want to lay hands on them and pray for them, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, and they grow up and, and then, then they turn into teenagers. And uh, it's, it's quite the transformation. You see, when you're, t when you're eight, nine, ten, they, re they really like you when they're that age and they think you're brilliant but when they turn 14 they start to get a sense you don't know what you're doing and at 15 they're convinced you don't know what you're doing at 16 they're convinced you're a complete idiot and, and need help dramatically and, uh, and then all the struggles because they're getting ready to break away from you is really what it is and they're getting ready to go out on their own. Hang in there. Don't give up. A lot of parents just quit parenting too soon. And uh, you got to keep your little paws on the rascals. Don't give up. You know, it's exhausting ever since for, you know, for 18 years, whatever. But just stay involved in their lives. Keep tabs on them. They won't like it. Our kids used to say, you, you don't trust me. And I break out laughing. <laughs> You're a teenager. Nobody trusts you. Anyway, uh, but just hang in there. It's all cool. You know, and then life, you know, career kicks in. Uh, it can be really demanding. Some of you are, are going through that right now. Uh, and the demands and the time. And what's crazy is you've got all this other stuff going on, see? The marriage and the children. It comes in layers, the teenagers. And it just, all of it just wants to suck the life out of you. And now you, your husband or your wife, or sometimes both of you, have huge demands on your time from your business or maybe you're starting a business, that, that's, that's a tough time. If you succeed, the rewards can be very beneficial. Uh, but getting there can be really hard. Uh, you know, not, not to discourage those of you who are considering starting your own business, but 80% uh, of all businesses, new businesses, fail. And, some, and a big percentage in the first year, 
but by the fifth year, it's, it's all over. Uh, and, and if that happens, you don't give up. A lot of people don't know that people who are very successful, you don't know that most of them have failed multiple times before they got where they are. They just don't stop. Don't give up. Don't get all depressed. Oh, it didn't turn out the way I thought. Really? Just relax. If you go down a road, it turns into a dead end. Turn around, just find another road. Just keep going. And enjoy the journey. You know, stop, smell the roses. Check it out. It's a beautiful thing. Things aren't always the way you think. That light at the end of the tunnel could be another train coming at you. You don't know. You know, you just, you just deal with life and enjoy your life. You know? Then about the time you got this all worked out, you hit the empty nest syndrome. That's when they all leave. Now, some people, a lot of women, struggle greatly at this time. Uh, we didn't. People ask us, are you depressed because your kids left? We go, <laughs> no. We're still praising the Lord, you know, because we got our life back. But the difference was we still liked each other. See, so what, what you don't, you need to be careful about, especially those of you who are in this time. Don't, you get, so, you get so, so caught up in being a parent and a this and a that and that you forget about each other. Uh, don't do that because what's going to happen all of a sudden, they're going to be gone all of a sudden. Whew, you're talking a major change of season. And you're going to be staring at somebody you don't know anymore. And, uh, and it can be really troublesome. A lot of people, as much as early marriage can be trying and stuff, it's really nothing. Believe it or not, you young ones who don't get this, just relax. You got a long haul to go. And that's nothing compared to all of a sudden, boom, they're all gone. And now you're just the two of you again. And if you don't stay connected, you'll be looking at a stranger and you can start resenting each other. And uh, the divorce rate among the later age group is a lot higher sometimes. It's really rather dramatic. I think it's one of the highest rates in the country right now. Uh, people are not adapting to the seasons. It's like they're not thinking about it. One of the keys to all of this is just to be aware. That's Solomon wrote. Look, there's a time for all this stuff. Life comes, and it comes in various ways. And believe it or not, most of it is incredibly predictable. It's like the sun rising tomorrow, and people are shocked because they hadn't seen the sun. They didn't think it'd come back up again. Of course it's going to come back up. It's, this, it's all very predictable. But if you're not paying attention, it will overwhelm you, and you will struggle horribly. But you need to adapt. I've known women who mourned, mourned for 40 years after their kids have left. So everything after that has been just a mess. Could never enjoy their spouse, could never enjoy retirement, could never enjoy really their grandchildren. Just mourning and mourning and mourning because they're not a mommy anymore. Don't. I mean, come on. Life comes in seasons and you got to adapt to the seasons. But, you know, if you do it right, it's great and it's wonderful and now you're on your own and kids are gone, praise God, you're doing life. And, and then she hits menopause and it's like, what, 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 what happened? What is this? You got, you know, some of you older ones, you know what I'm talking about. Your wife, you know, it's 20 degrees below zero. And you're sitting in front of the fireplace. You turn around, your wife was gone. She's outside on the porch with a fan. What are you doing? I'm on fire! There's it's spontaneously combust, flames going everywhere, you know. And, uh, you know, it's it all kinds of, all the stuff that comes with it. And, uh, Oh, man, see, you young guys, you, you think everything's going to stay the way it is right now. 
hang on, baby, because something's going to change. <laughs> uh, my wife, Deanna, has huge temperature swings for whatever reason. It's, it's rather hilarious. Man, when she gets hot, she's just hot. I'm, you know, you're driving along in a car, and all of a sudden, she hits the AC fan, just blow. I said, whoa, what are you doing? I'm hot. I said, quit bragging, for heaven's sakes. You know, I'm talking about how hot you are. And then, and, then, and then the other side kicks in. She'll turn into an ice cube. The middle of the night, you're sleeping. She's been soaking her feet in liquid nitrogen. Reaches over, touches your leg. Oh, what is that? I'm cold. I thought you were hot. I was. I'm cold. Life, huh? Then your kids start having kids. That can be a fun one. That's a nice one, though. How many of y'all grandparents? Isn't it great? It's a great time in life. It's, it's, it's God's reward for not, for not killing your children. And, uh, and, and that's, that's fun because those little rascals like you no matter what. <laughs> And then, then you can just spoil the snot. You, give, you do something with them you would never do with your own kids. And that's what makes it so satisfying, is, is torturing your own kids while you do it. And, uh, you know, it's so funny. They drop, you out, drop them off at the house and I, now don't give them sugar. No, I, I, I won't give them no sugar. Don't give them french fries and stuff. Oh, no, man, I, I, I would never think of that, you know. All right, see you later. All right, now hurry up, finish your french fries, because I got some cotton candy. Come on, let's go. You know, just... <laughs> Naked, man. So what? Go away. And then you send them home all jacked up. And then we laugh. So rewarding. Retirement, that can, that can be a challenge. You know, life changes. How do you deal with life? Are you preparing? Are you, what are you going to do? And uh, if you're looking ahead, you can work all these things through. And that, that's just all the expected stuff. Then there's the unexpected stuff that will blindside you and knock you upside the head. Somebody dies, terrible sickness, a divorce you never thought would happen. I mean, something somewhere, financial failure. This is hard stuff. And, you know, Virtually all y'all listen to me at some point have experienced one or some, some of these things, some multiple things, and it's hard, and, and it can be very trying, and the problem with seasons changing is that people don't like change, and it can be dis, uh, discomforting because change disturbs the peace. Do you know there's laws almost everywhere in the world against disturbing the peace? And if you consider that's a really broad law, you can interpret almost anything as disturbing. If you at least have a really a large swath on that one. If you're bugging everybody, they don't care what you do, you're disturbing the peace. And the hammer can come down, they can intervene. Uh, oftentimes in the New Testament, when you read about the apostles getting arrested and beaten and, and stuff uh, for preaching the gospel, if, if you look close, they're really not getting arrested and preaching. Uh, for preaching the gospel. They're getting arrested for disturbing the peace. The magistrates would come because other people would get upset because they were preaching the gospel, you know. Well, they didn't care what they were doing. All they know is everybody's upset and yelling and screaming and they take Paul and Silas and throw them in jail, beat the snot out of them because they're disturbing the peace. You can't disturb the peace. Virtually every culture in the world has laws against disturbing the peace. People do not like to have their peace disturbed. And if there's one thing that will mess with your peace, 
is when your seasons change if you're not paying attention. That's why I've always taught, don't let your circumstances become the source of your joy and your peace and your satisfaction in your life. Because if your circumstances is what determines whether or not you're happy, you're going to be a victim almost all your life. Because this stuff just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. And it keeps, and there's stuff after, later on in life, you know, and the health challenges, and you know, pretty soon your kids are taking care of you. You know, I mean, it's, it's life has all kinds of, if you expect what happens to you to decide what's going to happen in here, you're going to be a mess. The wonderful thing about faith is if you look at the scriptures, we start to understand that our source of joy, our source of peace, our source of love comes from God. And this is where we should be connecting with. Um, when you're going through hard times in life and your peace is just all jacked up and stuff, you know, I know people are desperate to try and find answers. And, and whatever you need for an answer, I'm for you. I really am, you know. I, I know a lot of people, they think, well, you know, my, my, my thing, I, I, need to, I need to go to counseling. And, and, and if you're a counselor, God bless you. And you don't have to worry about me because, you know, first of all, most people don't even go to church. So you got all kinds of customers. And most people who go to church don't listen to me. And most people who listen to me don't do what I say anyway. So you're safe, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't understand where, where the counseling thing has somehow become the answer to everyone's life's troubles. I, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I, for thousands of years of human history, I'm, this whole counseling is just is relatively new within decades. There weren't these things before. Now, now if you're going to really get serious about your life, you go to counseling. I think, who established that? Where did that come from? Now, if that's what you need and a trained counselor maybe can help you talk your issues, look, whatever works for you. But as a pastor, I'm telling you, our answers come from the Bible and from knowing God. And the scripture says the main three things that people want in their life is love, joy, and peace. And Paul writes this in Galatians. He says, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace. And peace, there's a whole bunch of other ones. But those are the main ones. If you're missing the stuff, you need to connect with the Spirit of God in your life. So, well, Pastor, I'm trying. No, that's the beauty of it. You don't have to try. Honestly, if you're trying, you're doing it wrong. A fruit tree just gives fruit. It doesn't try to give fruit. An apple tree isn't out there going, trying to pop out apples. It doesn't work that way. It just naturally pops out apples. And if it's not, you don't yell at the tree. It's really not the tree's fault. The problem is you got to work on the environment of the tree. Is it getting enough warmth? Is it getting enough sunshine? Does it have enough fertilizer? Has it been pruned? You got to deal with issues because a healthy tree will automatically pop out love, joy, and peace. If you're uh, walking as a Christian, you're not having love, joy, and peace, you trying to have it is the wrong thing to do. What you need to do is work on your environment. You know, give yourself to prayer for a while. You know, park your fork for a day or two. I'm serious, fast. One of the most foundational things of the Christian experience is prayer and fasting. Most Christians in America today have never, ever, in all of their years, ever fasted at all. It's one of the fundamental reasons we're a little jacked up. So we should do, yes, you're supposed to do that. Times when you really need to get a hold of God, you just quit eating. 
for a day, two days, three days. I know people have gone multiple weeks, actually. I don't think I could do it myself. I'd fall over dead after a day or two. <laughs> but, you know, the point is it's a fast. It's you're, 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 you're shutting down your physical system so you can just focus on God. Why? Because you're trying to fertilize things and, and make things right because of all that gets connected. The most natural thing in your life is coming fruit, love, joy, and this thing we're all chasing in the midst of all this turmoil, peace, just naturally comes. If you're connected, your answer, saints of God, people of God, people of faith, part of Celebration Church, I'm telling you, your answer is Jesus. No matter what your troubles, and I know that can sound very flippant, but it's not flippant. I'm telling you, that's what it's about. Now, and if you're having a hard time, that's the beauty of being part of a church and getting to know each other and praying for each other. You know, people in Point together and Stevens and, and Appleton and here. We're, we're part of a community. We pray for each other. We encourage each other to connect with the source of life because when you're connected and plugged into the source of life, then the fruit comes. So if you're missing the fruit, don't try to have fruit. Connect to the source. Focus on the source. And if it means prayer, Bible study, meditation, fasting, whatever it takes, you get really serious about your life and just do this. And I'm telling you, new life comes. It has to come. I promise you, if you do this, you will have this fruit, love, joy, peace, in abundance in your life. Again, if you're lacking it, your problem is just you need to connect with the source again. Seasons come. Seasons change. And by the way, a lot of times people want to come to church for counseling. Uh, we don't really do counseling. We say, we use the word. You probably shouldn't even use the word. We've talked about this a hundred times in our thing, but we're so used to the culture of saying it. We don't do counseling. We do pastoral advice. You come in for advice, we'll give you advice. But that's usually pretty short-lived. We'll tell you what you need to do. And if you don't do it, that's on you. We're not going to keep meeting with you week after week after week after week after week after week so you can come and get free counseling. That's not what everybody's paying us to do. And sometimes, you know, pastors get caught up where half their time, half their time easily, sometimes more, is all caught up with this continual counseling. They're trying to make counselors out of us. We're not counselors. We're just not. You want someone to talk to and you feel you need that version of talking through all your issues, you need to just go find a professional counselor and do it with them. My advice, get connected to the source. Come get advice. We'll give you advice, show you what to do. But then you got to do it. And if you don't want to... See, a lot of people don't want to really do things. They don't want to change. They just want to talk about it. And I get that. But I ain't doing it. I ain't counseling you. You want to come talk to me week after week after week? I'd rather eat a frog. All right? I ain't doing that. I'll give you some advice and stuff. But that's not my job. I'm not a counselor. None of us here. You don't come here for counseling. Especially long-term counseling. You come here for pastoral advice and prayer. And that we will do for you. And point you in the right direction. But at some point, you need to do life, and you need to connect to the source. If you don't want to connect with the source, you want to find other alternatives, this really isn't what we're here for. Um, one thing's certain. Your seasons are going to change. Some of you are going through right now. Those of you who are in the most amount of turmoil, listening to me right now, whether it's the internet or wherever, in our campuses, if you're going through turmoil right now, you're struggling because of, of, the, of the seasons change. My encouragement today is that's normal. It's normal. It's a part of life. 
as Solomon wrote, there's a time for everything. There's a time to cry. There's a time to laugh. There's a time to build. There's a time to tear down. A, this is life. Life is constantly changing. I know this sounds really morbid, but the good news is we die. <laughs> you know, I like life, but at some point, I'm looking forward to getting out of here. You know, going home. Heaven is going to be a great place. A lot of people say, oh, I believe heaven's here on earth. If this is your version of heaven, man, it sucks to be you because this, this is hard. And just when you think something happens, some, it's like somebody's sitting on a remote control changing channels. You ever do that, by the way? All of a sudden, channel starts, what, 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 what? And someone's sitting on a, on a remote control and the TV's going, tick, 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 tick. That's life. Just when you think you got to figure it out, somebody's going to sit on your channel changer. That show you were enjoying is gone. And, and ain't no TiVo. You can't pre-record it ahead of time. Anyway, life gets hard. Sometimes uh, seasons change expectedly. Much of what I talked about is actually expected, but the hard ones are the unexpected. Sometimes they're done slowly, like having children for the next 20, 30 years. It's a slow season. Sometimes seasons change really abruptly. And then, of course, some, they're just dramatic and unexpected. And all of these challenges, we can succeed in all these things. Paul said, I'm convinced that in all these things, we can do all these things through Christ who gives us strength. We are more than conquerors. You know what a conqueror is? Man, they used to celebrate conquerors in the time of Rome when all this stuff was written. These conquerors would come in and they'd have big, you know, parades coming through and the people would cheer as the conquerors coming. They'd give them these crowns and that was a conqueror. You could be... You know, a conqueror, you are somebody, you are something. Nobody could stand in your way. The Bible says we're not conquerors. We're more than conquerors. Conquerors, that's a level below us. Why? Because we can do the seasons of life and come out on top. All the time. All the time. So sometimes I just feel like scum. Scum floats to the top. We're always on top. We always win. We never lose. Worst case scenario, you die. Then what happens? You still win. Good preaching, pastor. Thanks for saying all this stuff. Amen. That's anyway, speaking of seasons of change, Pastor Lathan's coming this morning with an announcement. Let's welcome Pastor Lathan as he comes. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Pastor Mark's been talking a little bit about seasons here, and there's a season that I want to just share with you about this morning. Uh, about 16 years ago, we got a phone call. Uh, we were down in Oklahoma, and we were living there at that point in time. Got a phone call from Pastor Mark, and uh, he invited us to come to Wisconsin to join with him uh, in the church and ministering there in Stevens Point. Uh, and Stevens Point people remember that, and we remember the time that we had there for three years, and then came to Green Bay and been a part of Celebration Church, and it's been a wonderful 16 years. We've had a group, wonderful time. It's been a great opportunity to just share and to minister and be a part of it. Uh, the reason we got connected was uh, our, my, our daughter and, and his son, uh, you know, somehow found each other, uh, and so we got them to blame for what took place over the last 16 years. Uh, but uh, it's been a wonderful 16 years that we've been here. But seasons do change. And uh, the last number of months, my wife, Lynn, and myself uh, just began to pray, uh, be talking to God, talking to each other, 
about God, what's, what's the season in our life? And we felt God directing us into a season of change. And so we, we made the decision, spoke to Pastor Mark, and uh, uh, to, that the change was a, a time for us to make a change with our responsibilities here at Celebration Church. Uh, Lynn and I would want to say to each one of you how much we appreciate. We appreciate Pastor Mark and the opportunity we've had to minister uh, with Celebration Church, to be a part of Celebration Church, to the board of directors. We want to thank them, uh, to the staff of Celebration Church, the pastors as well as the other staff, to each one of you as a congregation. Thank you for allowing us to serve you. Thank you for allowing us to lead. Thank you for allowing us to do life with you. You've heard me say it many, many times, and i say it again. You know, we are better together. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of Celebration Church. It's been a wonderful and exciting thing. Uh, most of you know that I was born in Africa. And whether this is correct or not, I love to claim, my parents were American missionaries, but I love to claim that I have African blood flowing through my veins. Well, that's changed slightly. As a result of these last 16 years, I still have the African blood that I'm going to claim, but now it's mixed with cheese. In fact, cheese curds. There'll always be a part of Wisconsin that my life will be connected to. And again, on behalf of my wife, Lynn, and myself, we've had a wonderful opportunity here an opportunity just to be a part of your lives. God has really blessed us. It's been a wonderful experience. We have enjoyed our time here. I want to just leave you with one passage of Scripture. I think one of the first opportunities I had to speak and preach when we were still at Stevens Point, I think, at the Good News before it became Celebration Church, I shared out of a passage out of Psalm 37. And this is one of the verses. And I thought it was a verse that's been meant a lot to me through the years, and I wanted to leave this verse with you here as well. I want to encourage you. Press on with God. Be passionately in love with Jesus. He is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. His grace is sufficient for all of us. But it says this in Psalm 37, verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Well, there's nothing more simple than that. We can take all of what it means to serve God and the challenges we have and boil it down to this. Trust in the Lord. Have faith in God. Lean on Him. Rely on Him. Put your confidence in Him. And the second part is do good. So trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and you will prosper. Our prayer, Lennon, my prayer will be for Celebration Church for the years that, that lie ahead, that you will prosper, that this land will be fertile, that lives will be touched, that you continue to make an impact throughout the city, throughout the cities that we're a part of, the church is a part of, throughout the country, throughout the world. That will be our prayer for you. The good news is, based upon the fact that we do have uh, children here and grandchildren here, uh, we will be c- coming and connecting up here with our grandchildren because, I, as Pastor Mark just said, you know, I love giving French fries to our grandchildren. <laughs> and there's a lot of sugar as well. So uh, we share four grandkids, Pastor Mark and ourselves sh- share these four grandkids. And they're going to be stuffed full of cotton candy before it's over with. So thank you so much again. Thank you for allowing us to simply serve you. God bless you. Invite Lynn to come out. Now Phil and uh, 
Pastor Joe joined with us, and we're going to pray for them and uh, ask God's blessing over them. This is their daughter, Kirsty, and uh, we're going to pray for them, a special blessing as, uh, as we send them out. So as the campuses are, uh, if, I, if you haven't stood already out there, you guys stand up as well. And uh, here, I'm just going to ask you to stretch your hand towards them as, as we pray. You guys at the campus are stretched toward the screen. What does that mean? We're, just, we're directing prayers. And, uh, and if you're not used to prayer in church, just, just so you know, that, that's what that means. We once had a service where everybody was stretching forth their hand, and someone who was new to church thought they were in a, in a Hitler youth rally. Because I was going like this. You know, we're, we're not Sieg Heiling anybody, okay? We're just pointing prayers in this direction. Pray with us. Father, I thank you for the Duncans and for the kindness and blessing they have been to us as we started this church. They were a great help to me and a great stabilizing force in my crazy life. And Lord, they've done many great things. And Lord, I'm sure we won't even begin to know what many of them are until we get to eternity and and, uh, what what they've done. We just ask your blessings over them. You would cover them with your grace. That you would protect them, give them good strength and health, open doors before them as, as they go forth. And thank you, Lord, uh, for their lives and the, the blessing they will continue to be as we're all still connected together. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Can you hand me my iPad? You may be seated. I'm going to ask the uh, ushers to come at the campuses now as we get ready to uh, serve communion. Again, as I said, the key to all of this is really to uh, connect with Jesus. So the question is, have you connected with Jesus at all? For some people, this is all very, very new. And if this is new to you, or some people have been here for years and they've just never really done it, uh, that's the step you need to take. This is the most dramatic thing when we share the good news, which is what the gospel, word gospel means, it means good news, the gospel of Christ, the good news is how connecting with him changes everything. It is so dramatic. If you've never truly surrendered your life to Jesus, we're going to pray a prayer together. I'm going to invite you all to pray this prayer with me. Let's bow our heads and say this together. Say, Dear Jesus, I choose to put my trust in you today. I ask you to come into my life and to forgive me of my sins. I surrender myself to you. Amen.